You're listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 4, The Tensions of Leadership. A tension is a gentle pull, a stretch that causes a strain, or an emotional trigger that can cause a positive or negative reaction. When you are in a leadership role, you are confronted with tensions constantly. It's what you do at these critical moments that matters most. In this series, we learn how to identify and acknowledge these tensions, how to appropriately respond to them with our next move, and how to skillfully navigate through them when leading ourselves, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. This series is made possible by the international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor, your guide for achieving breakthrough performance in productivity. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Erica Pietler. Good morning and welcome back to our special edition series, Leadership on the Ground, Season 4, The Tensions of Leadership. As always, I am joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peetler. Erica, my friend, good to be with you as always. Always good to be here with you, Todd. All right, let's get to it. I'm looking forward to today's episode, Episode 2, The Tension in Leading Yourself and Crossing the Knowing Doing Gap, Part 1, Establishing Your Leadership Voice. Going to be a great show. Before we go there, Erica, however, remind our audience what is meant by the tensions of leadership. Yeah, this is really going to be, I think, an exciting season for us because we've been engaging in this ongoing dialogue regarding leadership being a skilled profession. So it requires conscious discipline. It requires practice. And it's all in this pursuit of performance and productivity. So in season one, we really laid down some skills about how do you become a consciously competent leader? What do you need to do? How do you do it? And why do you do it? And then we advanced in seasons two and three, and we started to talk about practices of leadership. How do you practice in real time? How do you establish rhythm for working at the speed of business and putting some macro structures in place? In season four, Todd, we're going to change it up again, and we're going to look at these tensions that leaders face as they progress in advancing their leadership practice. And these tensions are stresses. They're pulls. They're triggers. And they're things that leaders must raise wrestle with and resolve or else they're going to struggle, they're going to get stuck, and they're going to stagnate themselves and their businesses. So the stakes are really high in season four. All right. So gosh, where to begin? I mean, at this stage of your career, when you're starting to think about leading yourself and you're you're into this capability building phase of this thing, right? I mean, this knowing doing gap. I mean, I think people are really good at knowing and, and reading books on leadership and reading other material to understand what it, you know, but it's the doing side that I think people a lot of fall, people fall off. So how do you get into this? I mean, uh, I guess the question is, are you passenger or are you a participant? Yeah, that's actually the question. So, you know, this tension of crossing the knowing doing gap, this is you on you. <laughs> this is you choosing, how are you going to show up? What are you going to do? And, and it really goes to this concept, as we said, of establishing your leadership voice. We have things to say, we're learning things as a leader. The question is, are we going to get it on the ground? Are we going to get in the game? Are we going to take action or are we going to be reluctant? And this is a really important thing for people to learn as early as they can in their careers. You know, you want to be able to start thinking about how you're going to play your version and brand of leadership and not be reluctant, not be hesitant to get in the game because a lot of decisions start to get made very early on in your career around your ambition, how you're showing up. I mean, do you have the potential to advance? So the tension that you have to resolve is, are you going to play? 
that's the first tension we're, t- we're facing here, right? Is this idea of crossing the knowing-doing gap from, all right, I know what I think I'm supposed to do, but actually doing it and expressing yourself, using your leadership voice, right? Expressing it is really, really key. And when you think about it, you know, what gets in the way? What's the tension that you have to resolve when you're hesitant in expressing yourself? It could be a lack of confidence, you know, like, am I really going to say something smart or is there something here that I can really make a contribution to? Do I have the language? Do I even know how to put it out there? And, you know, the discussions that's going on in your head and you're missing an entry point because you're worried about whether you have the language and the courage. I mean, it takes courage to cross the knowing doing gap. You have to be willing, as we said in the introductory session, you got to be willing to take a risk. You got to be willing to be vulnerable. You got to be willing to overcome your own resistance. So it's not easy. And yet, there are a lot of things that we can talk about today to help some of our young leaders and, and some of our experienced leaders remind themselves about how do they resolve this tension. Well, back to this capability building, I think part of the problem is I think when young wannabe leaders are, are in this phase, they're focusing more on technical skills, right? I mean, and that's important, but there's more to it than that, right? There really is. And, and I think one of the most common phrases that I hear a lot, and I really as a coach try to help people get this out of their head is, A lot of people literally say and believe that their work will speak for themselves. Mm. Their work will not. I've seen a lot of work, Todd. None of the work speaks. Only you can speak for yourself. And that concept of leadership voice, really, really key. Don't assume that your work will represent itself. You want to represent your work. But more than that, you want to be engaging and influencing with your stakeholders, right? So when you cross the knowing doing gap and you start to engage, you're a participant and you're using your leadership voice you know, you're really starting to immediately demonstrate even your capability around altitude, right? You're not just doing the work, but you're managing the stakeholders and influencing them and understanding how you can help shape their point of view on things. That's what we're talking about in terms of overcoming this tension. Well, and altitude is something we obviously talked about in depth in earlier seasons of this show, but I mean, how do you get off the ground? I mean, how do you, I mean, there's, I mean, we always say this is a skilled profession. I mean, what, I mean, and yes, there's no doubt about it. It requires confidence in the right language and the courage with which to actually express that leadership voice. But how do you actually take off? I think that's a really important question to ask. I, I think it all goes back to, you know, you have to decide that you're going to be a consciously competent leader and you're going to prepare for the actions that you're going to take. You know what your work says. You know how you've brought it to bear and you know why it's important. But sharing your thoughts and being mindful about sharing your thoughts, that's a decision that you make before you even get into the meeting, before you even get in the room. So how do you get it off the ground? You make the choice that I am going to speak in this meeting and I'm going to raise you know, the points that I think are really important. And I want to make an impact. You know, We've talked about intention and impact. I want to have an impact, but I want to have the right impact. So I want to think about before I even get in that room, how do I want people to experience me? How do I want to make people feel? And I want to resolve the tension of crossing the knowing doing gap by saying, I know I'm going to cross it. Here's how I'm going to cross it. And here's the experience I'd like to create while crossing it, which is super empowering. Well, you have been saying consciously competent leadership from the beginning of this whole series, and I've never understood it better than I do right now, because this is where that really hits the road, right? I mean, mindful leadership here is everything. Absolutely. And and mindful leadership is it's resolving the tension. Remember, I said it's you on you, right? So if you're going to choose to be a consciously competent leader, if you're going to choose to be mindful, tension resolved. I've made the choice. And now I'm just going to go and execute it. And my intention and my impact are going to be aligned with my choice because I'm going to think about my language. 
I'm going to be calling upon my own veritas. You know, I'm going to decide to tell the truth or say the hard things that need to be said in the room. I'm not going to be silent. I've chosen not to be reluctant. I'm going to be a participant. That's half the battle. That really is half the battle. And obviously, you know, making sure that you can find your entry point in that meeting is key too. But first, it's you on you. All right. Erica and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpetler.com. All right, Todd Schneck, back with Erica Petler. So you mentioned entry points right before the break. We've talked about that in depth in previous seasons again. And I think this knowing-doing gap, I mean, I think it's one thing to know and identify an entry point, which that's, that's a critically important skill. You have to be able to see them when they present themselves. Crossing that doing into the doing gap, though, is when you actually take advantage of it, right? Go deeper on that. Exactly. So so these entry points, yes, we talked about them before. You got to be able to seek them out, see them, and then seize them. And this is one of the things I think leaders struggle with the most when they're trying to first establish their voice. They get the tension. They get the question kind of going in their head, the trigger. I think I want to say something. I think I have a contribution to make. Is there an entry point that I can take? How do I let people know that I want to get involved in the game? You know, using your body language, leaning in, not raising your hand like we are in school, but moving a hand forward like I'd like to get into this conversation are all part of taking the opportunity to really seize those entry points. And it's that crossing that knowing doing gap. It's like letting people know I want to put something on the ground here. And it also relates to our hard wiring, right? Like, so we talked, Todd, about, you know, are we introverts or are we extroverts, right? And you're, an, are you an introvert? I am uh, very much an introvert, an which introvert. is why that, you know, it goes back to our conversation around confidence, language, and courage. I mean, the reason most people don't take advantage of an entry point is that they don't have the confidence to do so. They don't know what to say. They have an idea, but they don't know exactly what to say or they're, and they don't have the courage to actually say it. I mean, so that's where most people fail with entry points, right? Yeah. So let's talk about that, right? Because the biggest piece here is, on your hard wiring, if I'm an introvert, I need to be really thoughtful before I get into that meeting. I'm going to be looking for these entry points. And as soon as I see them, I'm going to take it. And you got to be prepared for that more so than an extrovert. An extrovert is going to be seeing a lot of them. They almost have to exercise more self-management and not take advantage of all of them. But if I'm an introvert, I want to go after them. Also, you know, depending on my hard wiring, I don't want to go too into the weeds and I don't want to be too much of a big picture player. So my ability to be able to seize my entry point, but also use the appropriate language and the appropriate amount of time to make my point, make an impact, and then get out of the conversation is really key. So I like to have people mentally rehearse what is going to be some of the language that you're going to use to cross that knowing doing gap. You know, and I say, try to have three phrases written down on a piece of paper. So you walk into the room. I'd like to add 
you know, I'd like to add a point here. I think there have been some great uh, points made. I'd like to build on the point you were making, Todd. I'd like to offer another perspective or I'd like to challenge what we're talking about. Mentally rehearse and maybe even physically practice saying those different points so that you can build your confidence and your courage for when that entry point comes. It is a waste of talent if you have great ideas in your head, but you don't resolve the tension of crossing that knowing doing gap. Half the game is making the choice up front. Second half is getting in there with the entry points and the language and just landing it. You'll never be a leader if you don't get that language out there. And and the key here, I mean, this uh, you know this guide and on, on how to initiate this. You know, I, I want to add something. I want to build on this. I want to offer another perspective. I want to challenge. Those are the keys, right? I mean, when when we hear this all the time, when they say, when you come to a meeting, be prepared. This is what we're talking about, right? Absolutely. It's it's as simple as making the choice before you're in the room and having a few of those little crisp nuggets of language. So they're your go-to upfront language to seize that entry point. That's it. You have that. You have all the other stuff inside of you that you probably don't even give yourself enough credit for and recognize. But that's it. That's when it comes to crossing the knowing doing gap. Decision in my head, me versus me. Couple of points on language, and you're you're stoked. You're there. Yeah, I, I suspect that everyone around that table is facing those same challenges, those same demons, and most of them won't have the courage. They won't have the confidence. They won't to figure out the language to do it. And if you do. That's where you become a leader. Absolutely, no question. And I wonder if there's any, is there any value here in talking about, you know, we always talk about introverts and how they can, how can they get their voice and, and speak up in a meeting? Because a meeting with other people is painful for an introvert. But is there any value in talking about the extroverts going too far and being too confident and too courageous and, and trying to dominate? Can, can they hurt themselves? I think they can. I think they can. And I think that they do because I think that they take too many entry points and sometimes they can derail and dominate. And I think that, you know, that's crossing the knowing doing gap probably in a negative way. So I think that you should be really thinking about establishing your voice in a balanced way. And extroverts need to focus on bottom lining. I'll tell you a great thing that an extrovert can do to help their introverted colleague, though. You know, when you start to cross the knowing doing gap and you have more of that confidence and you have more of that courage, you might, you know, put out a layup and, and invite a colleague and say, you know, hey, Joe, you know, I know you and I had this conversation last week. You know, why don't you share with the, uh, with the group what you were telling me about? Because I thought you made a fantastic point. You create that entry point for your colleague. That's a great way for an extrovert to use some of that extra energy to bring a, a colleague into the fray. Hey, don't look now, but there's a consciously competent leader right there <laughs> doing doing just that. So very, very cool stuff. All right. Well, gosh, that's all the time we have for today. Erica, should anyone have any questions, how can they contact you and learn more? Yes, bring me your questions. We'd love to hear from you. You can email me at erica at ericapetler.com. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Erica Petler. Would love to hear from you. Continue the dialogue and bring your questions. All right. Thank you for that. So join us next week for episode three. Again, the tension in leading yourself and crossing that knowing doing gap part two, utilizing your leadership voice to influence. So until then, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Erica Petler, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week on Leadership on the Ground, season four. 